Please listen carefully. Hello, universe. Welcome to the Optimist Daily Update. I'm Carissa Garcia. And I'm Summers McKay. And we are part of the team behind the Optimist Daily, making solutions the news. We bring you reader-funded solutions news every day in order to change the tenor of news media, social media, and direction of your day to help us all get focused on solutions. Seven days a week, we publish positive news stories written by award-winning journalists and delivered online to your inbox and through our social channels. And also, we are sharing these solutions in a commute-worthy, walk-worthy, home-office-worthy, we're-in-the-same-room-worthy podcast. Today is Monday, the 9th of May, 2022. Well, it's not actually really Monday. No, it's definitely Friday, and it's definitely Friday vibes mm-hmm. um, in the real world. Kinda. Yeah. I don't know we're, what we're in. We're doing a silly pre-record because uh, I happen to be in California for a few days, and Chris and I could be in the same room. And it is hard to believe, but we have known each other for more than a year at this mm-hmm. point. More than a year. And have never actually been in the same room. Until today. Until today. Yes. And it's so exciting. But you know, the thing about this whole running an online company and working for an online company world is that it didn't feel unfamiliar at all. No. To me. Not at all. Mm-mm. Like the weirdness is that we're both trying to record on one computer, <laughs> yeah, on one computer. and we don't know how to use our tools. Yeah. We don't know how to use our tools together <laughs> in person. Exactly. But you know, it's it's nice to be able to travel. It's nice to be able to yeah. be in the same room. It's nice that communities that we're creating, you know, the whole Optimist Daily Emissary community and all of the listeners to the pod and everything, you know, we all feel so close to one another because we're in each other's heads and ears and spaces. Mm -hmm. All uh, the time. (laughs) All the time. And yeah, just being in human form is kind of cool. Like we had plenty of, uh, one thing that I will say is like we wasted a lot more time this morning. We did waste a lot more time. (laughs) Yeah. But yeah, our meetings online are a little more efficient. Are very efficient. Very efficient. We do our meetings. We go do our other stuff. Yeah. But it's fun to waste time. Sometimes we need to waste some time and have some fun. (laughs) Well, okay. So let's get to Monday's news. Okay. Because, you know. We have a busy, fun Friday ahead of us. Fun Friday, yeah. I think the story that I'm going to pick is actually about the experience from the pandemic and mm-hmm. things that we've learned because I think it's most salient to kind of what we're talking about right yeah. now. So my headline reads, four lessons the pandemic has taught us about online learning. Now, as we reflect on the pandemic, it's pretty easy to pay out all the negatives, mm-hmm. but that's not really what we do here at the Optimist Daily. and We know that one of the key hardships for many parents, as well as children, was online schooling, where millions took their computers to learn digitally. Overnight, institutions had to scramble to keep education running, providing not just an online learning experience, but also a vital classroom setting where children had a chance to go somewhere and be during the day. Yeah. Posting lessons and materials online is one thing. And creating an environment where a learner's needs are actually met in a collaborative and supportive environment is entirely another. I'm particularly interested in this article for two reasons. One, I had children had to go into online learning. Yeah. Two, I used to teach online for UCLA. (laughs) I will say that teaching online was arguably the hardest thing I've ever done. I did not enjoy it at all. 
I really like the experience of creating a classroom and the vibe of students feeding off one another and chatting together and elevating one another. And so the idea that online learning could be as vibrant and as inspiring was really hard for me to grasp. But the pandemic definitely has illuminated ways that we do that. And some of those ways are also ways that we incorporated into working at our company. The pandemic clearly showed us that one size fits all approach does not work in educating the students. Mm-hmm. Um, it probably illuminated some of the challenges for students actually in classroom and recognizing that one size fits all doesn't even work in classroom. Yeah. Younger learners may require physical space for socialization and also require supervision and teacher-led delivery. Convenience, on the other hand, was found to be most important for adult learners choosing when they wanted to connect with classmates and instructors. No question that inequities such as poor access to the internet, digital competence, and a lack of financial resources hugely impacted online quality learning. Mm -hmm. However, this emergency form of education may have helped to decrease other common geospatial, financial, and orientation barriers experienced in actual traditional classrooms. It highlighted the need to prepare students to learn in ranges of different settings, whether that be in physical or online. This has greatly accelerated sort of online collaboration in general, and students learning to learn online will also help them learn to work online, self-directed and self-led productivity. Yeah. Designing online teaching with a purpose is a huge challenge. As I previously mentioned, I was no good at it. The pandemic revealed that online teaching must incorporate active, engaging roles for individual students. To foster active learning in this way, meaningful teaching must provide the learner-centered materials rather than content-centered courses. And the most effective course materials were also found to be those that were painstakingly detailed including everything the teacher would say in a physical classroom and clearly describing all the resources and requirements. Blending space and time is kind of an interesting thing that came out of this. In We always joke that time isn't real at the Optimus yeah. Daily, but allowing learners to come together for synchronous experiences and then allowing them to also step away for asynchronous learning environments became really important. Mm-hmm. So independent work as well as coming together and working together is really elevated the learning experience. And then also AI, right? How to use AI to our advantage. The innovative ways technology and AI can be used outside a physical classroom have been incredible during the pandemic. And now students at Athabasca University were privileged enough to access an AI learning environment where student support and feedback could be given on demand at the individual's pace, highly effective in making a personalized education experience. One of the key takeaways that as an educator, I really recognized is that a lot of the platforms that existed for online learning when I was using it were very rudimentary. It was upload your files here, meet for this classroom here. I think it's really important, and this is how we run our company, is that we meet people where they show up online already, right? So whether that's Skype or WhatsApp or Slack or email, whatever channel people are absorbing content or willing to participate. And so I think a lot of these companies recognize that their very specific channels weren't working. Totally. And they needed to kind of create lots of different spaces online that people could be together or work independently. I think it's really interesting. We've learned a lot 
from the pandemic on how to learn better, on how to take care of one another better. I know that I would actually consider, don't hold me to it, and, <laughs> but if UCLA called, maybe I would teach online again. Ooh. Although, go back to those days, depending on if it was the right class. So, Krista, what story got you inspired this morning? Well, this morning, I was inspired by the story that reads, Woman completes 104 marathons in 104 days, smashing world records. Wait, seriously? 104 marathons in 104? Are you kidding? No. I know. That is a crazy number to me. I haven't even completed one marathon. And it's even better because she's actually an amputee. So, last month, the South African amputee athlete, Jackie Hunt Barosma, achieved her goal of completing 104 marathons in 104 days, setting an unofficial world record. I am falling out of my chair at this moment. I know. This is inspiring. After losing her left lower leg in 2001 to Ewing sarcoma, a rare form of cancer which affects tissue around the bones, she found her passion in running. She says that running is something, even though I wasn't doing it before surgery, you kind of take it for granted because you could just put on a pair of shoes and go. So she began her quest in Arizona on January 17th, and she covered the classic 26.2 mile route planned out near her home. And since then, she's run in and day out to cover 2,672 miles, which is the equivalent of running from New York City to Mexico City. So she mapped out in her neighborhood 26.2 miles, and she's run it every day. Mm Mm-hmm. This is amazing. This is dedication. Thanks to her remarkable dad determination and huge social media presence gained from the run. She's raised around $192,000 to help fellow amputee blade runners get the expensive prosthesis they need to participate in the sport. Wow. So I've actually done 10 marathons. Mm -hmm. That's right. And I have done two in a period of 60 days. (laughs) I've done two in a period of 30 days. This is insane. This is amazing. She is just phenomenal and to have done it for a cause and to raise this money you know this reminds me of the the gardener in uh uk remember the guy who was picking up litter mm, or, yeah or no not even picking up litter just going on a walk yeah and, he was just going on a walk and picking up the litter oh all right tell me more yeah so this is really important because health insurance providers commonly don't cover the cost stopping many from being able to participate in a healthy active lifestyle when you had to have these prosthetics And you can't participate in a healthy lifestyle. So she says here in the States, running blades are really expensive and health insurance doesn't cover it. And they see it as a luxury. So I thought it would be a great way to raise money for charity and it'd be a good way to give back. And she hopes that her incredible act will inspire people everywhere to push themselves to complete difficult challenges. And her next feat is going to be a Utah-based ultra race over mountain terrain in October. That is phenomenal. So what what I think is really interesting, and I'm sure in the story there is a link where people can go donate to this as yeah. well. I think that a simultaneous uh, opportunity is perhaps for 3D printed blades, although I imagine the blades themselves have to be made out of a certain effective material yeah, to continue running sure. on. But uh, hopefully the blade manufacturer can also reduce the cost to produce those yeah. and get access to more. Certainly insurance should cover tools for people to lead healthy and productive lifestyles after amputation or for those who are born without. Differently abled athletes are hugely inspiring. And Jackie Hunt Brorsma, you inspire us. 
Yes, we do. All right. What else inspires us on The Optimist Daily today? Well, let's see. Some other stories we have include why fiber helps fend off fatigue, plus energy-boosting snack suggestions, good for your marathon. Mm -hmm. Why do dogs hate postal workers so much? I mean, I kind of get why dogs hate postal workers yeah. because they're just coming onto their territory, mm-hmm. but I wonder if there's another reason. Mm-hmm. What else, Summer? Uh, there is a new advancement in virtual reality, stimulating senses in and on your mouth. And U.S. cities work together to create a network of abortion-safe havens. You guys know at the Optimist Daily, we are pro-women's health rights and we are pro-choice I am delighted by this story. Uh, I didn't pick it today, but well, we all know my opinion at this point. Everybody, thank you for being part of the solution in our challenging world. And thank you for listening to the Optimist Daily Update. We promise to continue to share positive solution-based stories with ideas on how you can participate in this changing world and ensure it is changed for the good. We also promise to cover the current events with accuracy. Legitimate sources will offer you the information needed most to chart new paths for all of us. If you haven't already, please consider becoming an adversary on theoptimistdaily.com. Be part of the solution, changing consciousness for the good and changing the world for the good. We appreciate you listening to the Optimist Daily Update. We're grateful for you. Help us keep the Optimist Daily free to all who need it, supported by those who can. And we'll be back tomorrow with more solutions.